Join me right now on Kumite TV is undefeated UFC Bantamweight, Macy Chizon. What's going on, Macy? <laughs> that was great, the way you pronounced my last name. It's all good, though. It's, it's a tough one. Uh, I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, how is it supposed to be pronounced? Chasson. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I can't do that. That's a, that's a little bit too hard for me. Chasson, Chasson. But it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. I think the only person who's gotten it right so far is Michael Bisping. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, next time I'll definitely say it I'm properly. I'm just trying to give you some shit. <laughs> all right, it's all good. All right, before we get into the fight stuff, you know, I wanted to talk about uh, coffee. Because I think that that's something okay. that you're, you're deep into, you know. Uh, you know, for, for a novice like me, you know, what type of like brew or drink would you recommend? Because I saw something that you were drinking with like jalapenos in it and, and yeah. it's kind of <laughs> different. Yeah. So the coffee shop that I go to um, here in Dallas, they uh, they do a bunch of like different infusions in their in their coffee. Uh, and one of them, a special that they had was a Cortado uh, with basically jalapeno infused into it. And, um, a, do you know what a cortado is? I mean, basically a cortado is like a, a, a shot of espresso with a little bit of milk. Um, so, you know, and you have lattes, cappuccinos, but cortado I think is a little bit more up my alley if I wanted something like milk added to it, but I usually get just black coffee. Um, but yeah, it was definitely interesting. Um, I'd probably get it again, but I like trying new things. So is, uh, a barista in your future, do you believe? I've, you know, it's so crazy. I've always wanted to do that when I was in college. Um, I wanted to be a barista so bad. I just didn't have time to do it, you know, because when I was in college, that's when I started training really heavily in MMA. Uh, but I think, like, if I ever see myself, like, retired, you know, wanted to do something low-key, I definitely would have a coffee shop, be a barista, just, like, hang out at my coffee shop and drink coffee all day. That would be, like, in an ideal fantasy for me. A dream well you know i think uh that's a very possible dream you know after fighting it's yeah it'll, it'll be yeah. it'll be a good thing to do right it'll be fun maybe get, maybe get a little uh like a little shack in costa rica or something away from everything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely. that's the best way yeah. uh, all right well you know you've been through a lot in the last couple of months of course everybody knows yeah. that you know your apartment was crushed and mm -hmm. you lost pretty much everything take us through the aftermath you know did you take time away from training to get everything, your life situated? Uh, I mean, I think I was forced to an extent. Like there was like there was a few days where I wasn't training um, just because I had a small injury. I actually like cut my foot open on some glass when I was trying to run out the complex um, during the whole, you know, situation. And, uh, you know, so I had to take a few days off, you know, my parents had to come in and get me, uh, in Dallas, bring me back to new Orleans. I had to get all new documentation. I had to get a new ID. I had to get a new passport, you know, just the stuff that you really don't want to deal with. Um, you know, and yeah, I mean, it sucks. I lost all of my stuff, but you know, things are replaceable and, and, uh, you know, having to go and get an ID, yeah, it's annoying and it takes time, but you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just happy and blessed that, you know, I, uh, you know, I wasn't injured to the extent of some people were, you know, one woman died. Um, they had several people that were critically injured. I mean, smashed by objects. It, it just was, it was horrific, you know, but 
Um, I, I welcome things like that in my life, even though it's something that no one wants to go through. I welcome things like that. And I've been through a lot, you know, in my life, not to say that other people haven't, but I think it's very important, especially in the sport that we do is to have that mental toughness and to have those kind of go through those kind of situations and, and, and figuring out, okay, well, how am I going to take this situation? Am I going to make the best of it and kind of see the good in it? Or am I going to just try and say, Oh, the world hates me, you know? So, uh, so I, you know, I think I, there, I was trying to be optimistic about it. And I think I did get something good out of the horrible situation. Uh, so, you know, once I was in New Orleans, I was training nonstop. I kind of used like training as a way to like, um, psychologically get me through that hardship. And I think that's what MMA has really brought into my life. You know, that's kind of how I started. You know, I wasn't always like, a good person at heart. I, I, you know, there were times where I was angry and I didn't have, I didn't have a way of like expressing that. And MMA and martial arts is basically what opened that door up for me. Um, so, you know, as a whole, the whole situation, MMA has always kind of been there for me to help me through hard times. So this situation, it basically built more or added character to yourself yeah. you know what i mean like got you stronger absolutely. overall absolutely absolutely i just look at it as a as a situation to to make me a better person you know how can i what can i take and give from this you know yeah i think that makes you a more understanding person in many ways right when you see people sure. go through things yeah absolutely absolutely 100 percent. all right let's get into the fighting you know it's been almost a year since you were sitting at home preparing for the Ultimate Fighter finale. Now you're three fights in with powerful, I call them powerful performances because that's what you've been in the, in the octagon, powerful. Can so you much. sum up into words, you know, what the ride has been like? Because it's been fast. Yeah. Oh, it's been a very fast ride. You know, um, it, it's, it's like, how can I slow this down? Uh, man, I just never in a million years thought I'd be where I am right now in a year. Uh, and I think it just has a lot to do with, you know, putting my head down and continuing to move forward, you know, not, not trying to make everything a big deal, but, but, you know, always being ready for whatever's next, you know, all, every time I'm in camp, I'm training for the fight, but I'm always training for the fight that's ahead of it, you know, and the one that's ahead of that one. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a crazy journey. It's been a super fast journey. Before you made your Bantamweight debut, at UFC 235, you said you were running like 30 miles per week to make Bantam weight. Since then, have yeah. you, you know, got better at keeping your weight down or are you still running a lot? Uh, running is always going to be a part of what I do now uh, as far as camp goes. You know, all around it's made me, uh, physically it's made me a better looking athlete uh, and I'm a little bit obsessed with it now. It's just one of those things where it's like I find a rhythm of doing something. Can I just do it? excessively. That's just me as a person. Uh, I'm a perfectionist. So whenever there's something I'm bad at, like running or jujitsu or striking, I I'm going to put X amount of hours in to get that much better at it. And I'd say I'd probably ended up mixing it up a little bit more this camp, you know, as far as like sprints and running. And, and instead of just doing the same thing over and over every day, I've gotten better as an athlete, as, as to choosing what days I should go a little bit harder or run a little bit further and which days should I go a little lighter, you know, but I'm still running a lot every week. It's, it's, it's definitely a part of my training now. 
as a perfectionist, do you have to have people kind of pull you back from going too far, extending yourself? Yeah, pretty much everyone in my life, you know, and it's, it's, it's basically like walking on glass. Uh, the only person that I'm pretty much like fully surrendered to is my coach safe, uh, at Fortis. And he says something, I'm like, okay. Uh, but you know, when he's giving me hints, like, eh, I think you need to take a day off. I think you need to do this. And in my mind, I'm like, no, I don't need a day off. Let's, let's add an extra day to the week. If we can have nine days a week, let's do it. Yeah. But definitely everyone's like, you know, you've been going real hard, uh, this camp, but that's just me. I'm always trying to make myself better. I'm always trying to be a better version of myself. And if it sometimes means I got to drive myself into the ground and then pick myself back up, it's, it's something that I've always done. It's, it's kind of, you know, how I've always been in life. Well, that's what's gotten you to this point, right? I would think so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it has to. And I always tell myself the days where I'm hurting the most, like it has to pay off. It has to pay off. It's going to pay off and it's been paying off. So I keep giving the way I'm giving. When you see Aspen Lad going through that rough, you know, those rough <laughs> weight cuts and it's, it's all online. You, there's nothing to hide. What's going yeah. through your mind? I just, you know, it just really sucks. Like I hate social media is an awesome and terrible place, you know, and, and, you know, no one wants to say anything until you do the wrong thing. You know, no one wants, people always hold off or wait and this or that when you're doing the right thing. And then you do one wrong thing and everyone's on you, you know, and, and she looks like she trains hard. She seems like an awesome person. I personally do not know her, but I feel for her. You know, I mean, when I had to make weight four weeks later in Ottawa, I mean, the press the media was waiting there, you know, to see if I would make weight, you know, they, they, they waited an extra hour and, uh, it's just so, it's just cruel. You know, you have people that are missing weight all the time and you don't see that, you don't see that headlining, right? You see one bad weight cut by Aspen and everyone wants to hate her. Everyone wants to say, Hey, go to 45 or do this or look into your nutrition. You don't think she's doing that. You don't think a professional athlete is looking into their nutrition, you know, um, but it could be a lot of factors. People don't understand that there's a lot of outside forces when it comes to weight cuts. It's a science, you know, it's a science that you, you have one week where your nutrition was kind of weird and something happened that could be detrimental, you know, for fight week. So it kind of just depends. I mean, I don't really know what happened with that, but, but I definitely feel for her because I know how the media can get and I know how fans can get. They just want to see you fail sometimes. And in a sport, that's so hard. I mean, you're, you're literally doing so much to be an MMA fighter in the UFC. You're not just striking. You're running, you're striking, you're doing jiu-jitsu, you're having MMA practices. You know, there's a lot that goes into the sport. So people don't understand that nutrition is harder in a way for, for us females. I think nutrition is the biggest mental battle as it a is. fighter. It is. Everybody loves food. Who doesn't love food? Like, Everyone loves food. And the thing is, is like you have to be so committed to the sport. And like you have friends that are going, "Hey, let's go to brunch on Sunday. Let's let's get some mimosas. You know, let's let's get these pancakes, these waffles. You know, and it's hard because you train your ass off and you're so hungry by the time you get home. No one wants to eat broccoli and turkey. You know, or broccoli and chicken. Um, but you know, that's the price you pay with wanting to be something, you know, high level in the sport. All right, let's go to your last fight. It was at UFC Ottawa. 
you finished mm. Sarah Morris in the second round. What were the keys to victory in that fight for you? Well, I mean, like always, we wanted to start standing, but I was really, uh, I was like a little, I started a little crazy. I was like, I want to get this going, and I ran it. And it was so funny. Like right before we walked out, my coach was like, let's relax. Let's not do this. And it's exactly what happened when I went out there and she kind of just dove in for a takedown as soon as I went out there to get my jab going. And, uh, and I, and I knew, we knew, uh, that Sarah, you know, Sarah's had, Sarah's fought some legit people. She's fought some tough girls and she's gone the distance with these girls, you know? So even though her record might've been even five and five or five and six or whatever, you can't, you can't just look at someone's record and just say, Oh, uh, you know, I mean, you have to look at how they made it there, you know, the experience that they have. And, uh, and I knew she had some pretty slick jujitsu and, um, and she, I was just pretty heavy on top and I was able to reverse it and, and, uh, and get back on top. And, and for me, I'm just so competitive. As soon as I get in there, I just, I'm just ready to go, you know, and I could just hear my coach in the back, like settle down, settle down, you know, um, to try and get more of a good position before I started throwing hammers. Um, and then second round, I was like, you're not going to take me down again. So I threw that front kick and it caught her and I was able to get top mount position from there, finish the fight. Yeah, I think you proved a lot in that fight, especially on short notice, because Sarah is, right. you know, she has fought like the, the best of the best in that division. And uh, yeah, her record doesn't really show it. But yeah, she is a test for anybody. Now right. you move on. Now you're going to Europe, to Copenhagen. You went to Canada last time. You're facing right. a European, Lena Landsberg. Mm -hmm. you know, what are your thoughts on her? Yeah, I, kudos to her. I watched her coming up in MMA and I was, you know, I always thought she had great stand up. And, you know, now as I progress forward and, you know, I had this matchup with her, she's, you know, she's shown a lot that she, that she's well-rounded, you know, she's a well-rounded MMA fighter. She, she fought Tanya Evinger, three hard rounds, you know, top position, you know, so she's shown improvement in areas that you wouldn't have think you wouldn't have thought like she would improve on, but she's a very well, well-rounded opponent. And I think it's a great matchup for me. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm actually really excited about this fight. You are 11. She is 12 in the rankings. You know, you expressed a desire to face somebody in the top 10 after your last fight. Right. Is there a hint of disappointment, you know, when you got this offer? Uh, no, there's no disappointment because I mean, Lena Landsberg, just like I said about Sarah has fought some really tough people. I mean, she fought her cyborg. She fought Aspen Ladd. I mean, she's been through like the fire of people that I would like to fight, you know, in the future. And, uh, there were, there were, we were trying to set up more of on, like a top 10 opponent. It just didn't fall through. You know, she was the one who ended up taking the fight and we were able to get a fight with. So, you know, as, as far as this goes, like, we're just, we're ready to fight, you know, whoever's going to take the fight, let's do it. Your last fight was short notice. This time you got a good amount of time to prepare. You know, how has training camp God. been going? The training camp's been awesome, man. I mean, like I said, I started out early, probably about, it's been about a 10 week training camp just because I was out of, you know, network for a while. I had to go back to New Orleans because of the whole crane thing. So as soon as I got back, uh, in July, uh, late June, early July, 
I mean, we went right to work. So, I mean, I've, I've put in like almost 10 weeks in a training camp and my diet has been on point for 10 weeks, you know, considering flight and travel and all that stuff. And, you know, I, I just, I just, like I said, I'm a perfectionist and I always want to make myself better and better each time, you know, especially last time struggling with like point four. I was like, we're not going to do that again. I was like, everything's going to be to the T when we get in Copenhagen. There's like no surprises, you know. Um, so this has been a grueling camp. It's been long. It's been hard. My body is screaming. But like I said, I'm looking at that light at the end of the tunnel, and it's there. I can see it, and just got to keep moving forward. Portis MMA has a new facility. I don't know how old. It's only been a couple of months from what I remember. How are you liking the new spot and uh, the, the bells and whistles that comes with it? So I've been in Dallas for a year now, and they've Fortis MMA has been open for two years. And uh, Coach actually just got another facility, like a recovery facility for us down the street to where we can do like Normatec boots, cryotherapy. Um, it, 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 it's crazy because like when I started, started training at Fortis, I, felt, I feel so spoiled. You know, it's like anything I could ever wish for in a coach, in a team – in a gym, in a community, it's, it's literally all there, you know? And, uh, and man, I wish I would have had those resources from when I first started, you know, cause there's, there's, there's young kids in there that are training for amateur fighting. And I'm like, you guys are set up, you know, and, and uh, you don't realize it, but when I was training in New Orleans, it's hard to get all those resources, you know, in a small place, small town that doesn't have a big fight community. It's hard to get, you know, full access to all the stuff that you need, rehabilitation, uh, good training, good training partners, the right-minded coach, you know? So it's really been a treat for me. I mean, I, you know, it's almost like, like how, why do I deserve this? This is such a great setup. It really is. With this fight coming up, you, you win this fight. Where do you feel like you fit in to the Bantamweight division? I think if I think if we can go out with a bang, it'll uh, hopefully I'll be close to top five. You know, I mean, the, the, we've been putting in a lot of work this camp, um, and I expect Lena to be the best she's ever been when I fight her September 28th, and, and I welcome it. It's my favorite thing about about fighting people. You know, predetermined is, you know, they're going to be the best that they've ever been. You know, and I saw it with Tanya, and I know she's going to be the best she's ever been now. So, thinking. You know, wherever she wants to take it, that's how I say it. Wherever you want to take it, that's where we're going to go. So. A big fight's coming up, you know, UFC 245. You got Nunez versus Duranda May. What is your <laughs> breakdown of this fight? Because I know you got your eyes on it. Yeah. Uh, Amanda's hot right now, man. So is GDR. She, I mean, she looked great against Aspen. She's always looked really good. Her stand-up's awesome. Uh, I'm really excited to see how this pans out, you know, because we didn't get to see uh, GDR with Cyborg, you know, that never happened. She gave up the title. So I'm really curious to see how this plans out. Um, I think we're going to be looking at some really great high level striking and uh, pretty intense striking, I must say. So I'm excited about it. I, you know, I always say like MMA is 50 50. It's so hard to say one thing or another. But, you know, Amanda's hot right now. I think she's the one, obviously, that's got the biggest chance. But uh, I'm not going to be two-sided. Paige Van Zandt, you know, she expressed her frustration with the fighter pay. And yeah. she said that she 
in a way, she said that she believes that she should, be, she should be paid more than a champion, you know? And do you think a fighter that's not a champion or has never been a champion should be paid more than a champion? Yeah, it's pretty controversial. Um, I understand where she's coming from, you know, because she has done a lot more than, than most women in the UFC have outside of the UFC. So I, I totally understand where she's coming from from there. Uh, but I don't think that it's on the same level as someone who has trained their ass off, beat top, top opponents, and holds the title. I don't, I don't think that that's fair at all, you know? Um, now, I mean, she has, she can say whatever she wants if she, if she holds the title. She can say, you need to be paying me this, this, and this because I'm doing this outside of the UFC and I'm a champion, you know? Um, but I do understand where she's coming from, but I do not think it's the same thing. I do not. All right, one last thing before I let you go. Do you consider yourself a martial artist or a fighter? <sighs> Man, it's almost like um, like there's two sides to me. Like I think what what got me into martial arts is the fact that deep down inside I am a fighter. That's always that's who I've always been since I was a kid. Um, I've always been like, you know, my mom's like, come home at 9 p.m., come home at 12, you know, and, and I've always been that kind of person that's gone against, you know, whatever was coming forward. And uh, and I think me at heart being a fighter has made me turn into a martial artist, right. if that makes right. sense. Oh, definitely makes sense. You know, yeah. it's a question that most fighters, when I ask them, it kind of catches them off guard at the end. Yeah. Yeah, but, but it's all but no, good. I get what you're saying. Like I, the discipline, and then like you know the fight, like the fight in you, the the person you are as a someone as a human, you know. But I totally get it. Yeah. All right. Well, September 28th, UFC on ESPN plus 18, Copenhagen, Denmark. Thank you, Macy, for the time, and uh, good luck to you and your future. Let's go. Thank you.